And now, right to your hosts of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. Thank you, Gary, and welcome everyone to Down the Garden Path, where each month, or each month, each week, <laughs> oh my gosh, we're here every Monday, each week we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice for your plants, gardens, and landscapes. As landscape designers and gardeners, we think it is important and possible to have great gardens that are low-maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. I am Joanne Shaw, landscape designer and owner of Down to Earth Landscape Design for the past 11 years. It is currently a design-only business here east of the GTA. With me is my co-host, Matthew Dressing. Welcome, Matthew. Welcome, Joanne. Good evening, everyone. I am Matthew Dressing, horticulturist and landscape designer and owner of Natural Affinity Designs. Natural Affinity is a landscape design and garden maintenance firm servicing Toronto and the eastern GTA. Joanne and I enjoy doing Down the Garden Path each week, bringing you interesting, relevant, and helpful topics <laughs> uh, to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from each other, from our research, and from the guests that join us here on the show. So as always, we welcome your questions via social media, emails, and phone calls. That's right. And our email address is instudio101 at gmail.com. And we want to thank everybody again for joining us here down the garden path and let you know that it is available on your podcast app. Uh, last week's show is a little late, but that's okay. My fault. <laughs> and subscribe to Down the Garden Path on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be notified as soon as it loads. And uh, yeah, so we want to thank you, everybody, and please like and subscri like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Yeah. Right. And don't forget to share with your other gardening friends. That's right. Yeah, spread <laughs> the word. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there that really need some advice. I know Matt and I belong to um, a few different Facebook gardening groups where there's a lot of novice gardeners. And we really want to appeal to everybody. Um, and we're here, you know, every week. And it's our monthly in the garden episode, which is yeah. where I said off the top of the show. So it is the last Monday of the month, which means it is the next month in the garden, right? So today is October in the garden. Does that explain it? Not that did. Confusing. I, I think so. Yeah, but you know it. So. I know it. So I mean, yeah. it's just obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome everybody. We this is one of our most popular shows because it covers a lot and it covers. You know, the low maintenance that we try to promote and letting you know what to do or what not to do in your garden. That's right. Right? That's right. So if you have a question uh, about your garden, maybe about October or some timing on something, in studio 101 at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to answer your, any of your questions. Absolutely. Like we do all the time, which we love. We do. Yeah. So that's uh, good. So what's going on? It's October. October in the garden center means it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, uh, unfortunately it does. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's Christmas trees are up. Uh, Thanksgiving is next week. Uh, and our Christmas setup is coming up mm -hmm. and it's just going to be totally converted. So the trees and shrubs are on sale. The perennials are on sale. Bulbs are out. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of stuff to still be had at, at good prices. The variety, the selection is not going to be there. Right. Like it's not going to be a spring selection, but, but there's still some definitely some staples that are out there and okay. some unusual things that are, are pretty good. Excellent. Um, uh, just one of the things I would like to say about the garden center buying things, take a look at the roots, make sure that they're healthy. The plants, remember, 
earth fall. It's getting cool. They're stressed in that little pot. A lot of the times they really need just to get in the ground and have a good home. So don't necessarily uh, judge a book by its cover mm. at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So. And do you, I've heard too that this late in the season, just if you get it home and there, let's say maybe there's a bloom or two on the flower, or, you know, that it's really just better to cut off, cut that off so that the plant just focuses on s- setting its roots as opposed to trying to flower. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, I've done it once or twice both mm-hmm. ways. It's hard um, to do. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it is hard to do. Uh, and I, I honestly, I don't recall if one of them did well. It's hard the to, other, yeah, so. it's hard to know because we never know when the frost is going to come and when the yeah. real cold is going to come. So I think it's still a little ways away. Tomorrow apparently is going to be like the hottest day ever in October. So yeah, so who knows? Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Yes, yes, we don't <laughs> we don't know, but uh, but that's good. So it's important to to check the roots. What if the roots are growing through the pot? Yeah, that's usually not an overly good sign. Ah. It can be a little bothered or a little overly stressed. Right. Uh, but like now you would, have to rip them to get them out of the pot, right? Right. And like roots, or or like like a boxwood or you, right? You know, when you prune them, it provides a little bit more growth. They break, they fatten up, and fill out. Roots will have uh, the same growing tips on them as well so when you break them there are certain spots that are more likely to break and become other roots okay or, or more roots so yeah depending on how big how stressed it is it probably is a little under stress but i've also planted one or two that were like that and they were some of my best ones oh okay so, okay so yeah, yeah. so you never know so you never know mm-hmm. you never know plants are tough they are sometimes they really we're really are you know tough mm-hmm. <laughs> but give it a try give it a try because usually there's only a few bucks and a lot of places still have warranties even to the price you pay yeah so i mean roll the dice i mean mm-hmm. push come to shove you got a really good good deal and you get your money back next year that's whatever. right that's right i will give a shout out because this happened there was a conversation also on one of the facebook groups that there are a bunch of people you know be taking like thinking of the sales and or freer time this time of year um, and c- making these big new beds and then they're just putting it on a Facebook group saying okay what should I put in and you know other people are referring re- a ref- you know referring them to an app and and different things like that so I know we're biased because we're both garden designers yeah. um, but I do want to say you can't do what we've gone to school for it we know the seasons we know the curb appeal we know the growing habits um, it's not just about flowers it's not something as in t- that it's much more intuitive than what an app, app can do you know an app can maybe find you that shady plant for this one situation or something like that maybe kind of sorta but you know, I, so I just want to encourage everybody wherever you are, and I know we've got listeners all over the world, um, to go into your local garden center um, or, you know, look up on the online uh, your local uh, garden designer, landscape designer, and uh, and get some advice. You know, my, most should offer some kind of a consultation service. And, and yeah, if it's a couple hundred dollars, but I believe, believe me, you will save that money in plants that you buy even on sale right and oh, yeah. time and efforts there's nothing worse than creating these big gardens and filling it with stuff and and then it, it not looking good and, and you're really being disappointed and I can say that as a landscape designer who did that so that's how I started in all this you can go back and read my story on uh, my website at down to earth.ca but we bought a house I knew nothing we bought our first house in the wind in the fall uh, end of October and <laughs> moved in in January and spring came and it was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And I rototilled everything and put all new stuff in, all the, you know, so anyway, it's all there. <laughs> but uh, so I do want to just encourage everybody that uh, regardless of the time of year, 
really you're starting with a plan is uh, you won't, honestly, you won't regret it. All I can do is second that. Exactly. There's so much going on in that little, those little spaces more than just, I mean, like you said, we are, we're trained eyes. Yes. Uh, more than just, like plants and more than plants and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, you'll definitely find it's worth, worth your money. You'll enjoy it so much more and so much quicker. That's right. So. That's right. So, uh, so yeah. So anyway. So there you go. So you can find Joanne at uh, downthenumber2earth.ca. And you can find me at naturalaffinitydesigns.ca. We're always willing to help. You can also always reach us here at instudio101 at gmail.com. That's right. So that's pretty much what's going on in the garden center. Yeah. Um, What about your garden? My garden is kind of, you know, I'm just enjoying it when I walk yeah. by. Anyway, um, the we, yeah, so it's it's definitely uh, looking fall, and I'm loving it. Uh, I took some pictures. Actually, I was I walked to a neighbor's. Oh, last night it was kind of cloudy, you know, and I was walking a neighbor's dog, and I was walking back across the street to my house, and I'm like, oh garden looks good <laughs> and looks it's muted now like I think all the real vibrant summer colors you know they're still it's still very colorful but it's just funny how you know the hydrangeas have gone to that dusty pink and and yeah. burgundy as opposed to the bright whites and you know that type of thing so I just was like oh it's just looking it's very colorful and I'm still loving it but it's and the like the smoke on the smoke bush has gone very silver mm. and you know that type of thing so it's it's kind of just all muted so I was really happy with that I might post a, a picture on Instagram uh, later but uh, so yeah so it's doing fine um, I've been enjoying cutting um, my hydrangeas and bringing them uh, in the house I love I know. that and, and my really girlfriends do. know to do it and I've been sharing with neighbors because there's so much of them um, you know we always kind of start at cut at the back kind of thing so you don't see your cut underneath because it's just I have so many and uh, so yeah so I love you know keeping a you know a couple blooms in the bathroom and the kitchen and, and all over the house so and they're great because they they do last a long time and yeah they yeah. actually instead of dying they actually dry and I've kind of had an, you know I've got so many supplies of dried hydrangeas but mm. uh, yeah so I'm just kind of enjoying it enjoying the bees um, we'll talk about that but uh, I have to say my Japanese anemone oh my goodness to see the bees flock into that and fighting and <laughs> like yeah it's it's been really cool it's and that's so where I see that the most because it's right by my front door um, but I know the bees are still in my rosangerinium and my cat mint and stuff as well so yeah nice mm-hmm. very very nice very nice so my my window boxes are, are pretty much. Oh, did you done. harvest your potatoes yet? No, I no I my brother's wedding this weekend, uh, and I okay. had jury selection today. So. I know I can't believe you had like <laughs> what timing the last he five did not days. Get, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's just been nuts. So I am looking very much forward to harvesting your potatoes and finally seeing what they're going to be. Now, are um, you waiting for the plant to like the leaves to die? Right, totally dead. Okay, are they yet? Uh, they are yes. So they, okay, she's totally died back. Okay. Um, I grew them in a big 90 liter nursery pot. They were like three and a half, four feet tall, and they finally just kind of collapsed and have done nothing. Okay. And at that point, it's kind of like give it two weeks, uh, let them kind of skins harden off and do it, and then dig them up. Okay. So I think it's pretty much been like two and a half weeks now. Okay, because of the so, wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can't wait, and I can't wait to make lavender potatoes and different colored chips because I grew Russian blue. Oh. So okay. when you cut it open, it's just liquid purple, like it just. Like, oh, even the inside, not just the outside. Right, right. Oh. So the outside is like an ink blue. Can you Instagram? Purple. You have to Instagram. I just say, I have to Instagram some photos and, okay. and bring a couple in for you and like cut one open and show oh, you. And if you 
want to give you some yes. seed potatoes oh, for next year. That might be cool. So, yeah. That yeah. might be cool. Really and uh, I don't know if everybody caught our show last week, which mm. was a great show. Um, I did go in and buy some garlic. So oh, I'm good. excited to plant it. I didn't overdo it because I, I think, you know, you think, oh, I need, there's only three bulbs in there. I need more. But then you realize once you break those all up, that really takes up a lot of space. Yeah. So it really was like it was eight bucks. Like it wasn't, you know what I mean? I know we talked about how the expense and the work and blah, blah, blah. Well, it was only eight bucks. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and then I, I I I don't know if I offended the lady in the grocery in the grocery store line behind me when I kind of picked up her garlic and looked at it to see <laughs> where it was from, and it was from China. And I looked at it and I said, I think you need to buy Canadian garlic, Ontario garlic. She's like, Is that better? I'm like, uh, There's a whole other reasons for why that's better. But uh, anyway, so kind of like a little aggressive there. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I'm excited that uh, I hope everybody that if you missed last week's show, tune in to the podcast. Uh, it'll be up in the next couple of days. Uh, and, uh, yeah, grow, we can grow some garlic. And we talked about growing it in containers. So that's if you right. don't have a spot in the ground, uh, do it in containers. That's exactly what I'm going to do the second that I harvest those potatoes. I'm going right. to in that soil and I'm going to put in some bulbs and Excellent. see how they run. So okay. I can't wait. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. And I'm excited. Like There's always lots to talk about in the October garden. And I think the biggest thing is I think everybody starts to get antsy like, oh, no, what should we be doing? What should we be doing? And really, our biggest takeaway we want everybody to have is you should be doing nothing. Yes. Don't you agree? I agree. Yes. I agree. And Sit w- down and enjoy it. Yes. Just let the colors change. Let the leaves start to fall. And, and just enjoy. Yes. And just enjoy. Just like you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, yeah. So, please, everybody, there's no need to start cutting things back. There's no, no need to... Um, yeah, well, you know what? What else? All the like the stereotypical stuff, right? Like rake all the leaves out, cut all the hydrangeas way back. Turn to the, the soil. Ground. Oh my gosh! Turn please all don't. the soil. Yeah, please don't. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cut all those dead heads because they just look ugly and they're mm-hmm. all rotting and brown looking. And and no. So for those of you who are out there who are going, what do you mean? I <laughs> don't do anything. Yeah. Just leave it. Uh, I mean, look at the dry flowers, right? They are going to dry. They're going to finish their life cycle. They're going to produce seeds. Mm-hmm. And what do seeds do? Well, that's a primary food source for most of the animals and birds and small yeah, creatures right. out in your yard. They need to eat too. And mm-hmm. those are their their little refrigerators. They're their little storages. They can come to those and visit your garden and pick those clean and feed. That's right. We talk about, um, you know, low maintenance, natural ways to take care of your gardens. Uh, ladybugs. We mm-hmm. are in a boreal region of of the world, right? Most of, uh, and if you, for those of you who are here in the GTA with us, uh, you know, we are a wooded area. If we go back far enough, it's all woods. So our native ladybugs, right? They The leaves start to fall. That's where they know to go. There's a l- number of beneficial insects that know to go into either the barks of their trees or mm-hmm. under into the leaves and the fallen debris. Or uh, we're talking about the flower stems again, the stalks of certain weeds or or we call them weeds, they're, to them their home, uh, flower stalks and other plants that they can identify that they can go into and know mm-hmm. that they're going to be safe to come out next winter or lay their eggs or the babies to overwinter. Yeah. So there's so much more going on in the fall garden than just things 
dying, it's um, it's a cycle, right? There's yeah, it's a life. It's a yeah, the little life cycle. Right, right. What mm-hmm. we see as death is life for billions more that are surrounding us that we don't see. For sure, yeah. for sure. And I think it it felt. I mean, it's environmentally good because I think a lot of people are putting you know building these bird houses or bee houses mm-hmm. and bird houses and all these different things, insect hotels, you know, that are kind of being marketed. But really, if we just left our gardens alone, you I mean that's the natural circle of life. And then even the bugs, like the, the bugs that stay, then the birds that come to your bird feeder, maybe, you know, will eat those bugs too, that type of thing. So it really is promoting, you know, it's a big full circle thing. Uh, so to really promote that, I noticed one thing on Instagram, I noticed or a lot, all my social media where tons of people posting pictures of praying mantises, mm. mantises or mantisi, mant- I don't know. Mantises, yeah. Okay. Um, and that's another insect, right? That, yeah. you know, you often don't see, but it eats a lot of the bad bugs that, not that anything's bad, but you know, like aphids and different things like that. Yeah. And they eat a tremendous amount. So... Um, those, you know, and they're overwintering in our gardens too, right? And laying eggs and all of that. So that's just another example. Yeah. If you've ever gone out on a, on a weed or a stem and you see this big brown papery growth around, around the stem, especially in, in denser weeded spots. Like if you have a a thicker group of like, so I'm just picking an example, rutabecchia. Okay. You've got a big stand of rutabecchia. It's kind of protected in there. You can see the little papery growth. They lay it right over the stem. Oh, uh, wow. And it'll overwinter. They'll do that even on a perennial, like they're not looking for shrubs and stuff. No, do no, they can do it on a perennial. They'll do it on a shrub, anywhere mm. they, that mom feels that she can be protected. And oh, they will okay. overwinter. Yeah. And that's the best time, actually, to come into the garden center if you're thinking about introducing praying mantises. Because I know in our area, at least here, uh, I haven't seen a wild praying mantis, save like at the garden center and some Sometimes we release them and sometimes we don't. Uh, but I haven't seen one before that since I was like a kid. Really? Playing like okay. when I was like 12. Uh, so a lot of people are saying that they don't they don't see them anymore. Mm. But winter is the time to let them go. Is go into your garden center very early spring. They're available. You can put them out when it's still frozen in April and March. Okay. Uh, and hang it out and let them naturally just kind of come out. So Excellent. Yeah, there's lots of things. 90% of all bugs eat other bugs. So right. They need right. a place... And then the birds eat those bugs. Right, and then other things eat bugs. All right, so so now that we've told everybody what they shouldn't be doing, what should they be doing? Uh, Well, I think we have a question. Oh, we do. To to that. So let's let's take a look here. Uh, Gail writes in, Hello, Joanne and Matthew. I just wanted to sincerely thank the two of you. Uh, for all your great advice that you have given me through the, the oh this year's growing season, great tips. Thanks again, Gail. Oh, oh you're, you're very welcome, welcome yeah, Gail. Yeah, you're welcome, Gail. Please tell all your friends. Um, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Yes, thanks for tuning in. So I think one of the things that you and I always talk about uh, when it comes to doing things in your garden, and we're a big proponent of this, is the watering. Mm-hmm. Is the watering so we do get. Uh, you know, we all like it's it's cooler. There's a lot of fall rains coming. Uh, I know the past weekend or this weekend past, we had a little bit of rain. Mm-hmm. We had very little where I was for the wedding. Oh, good, um, good. I thought I was worried about that. Yeah, it was good. Like that Friday night and just like into the wee hours of Saturday morning, and we were good. Oh, good. But that little bit of rain doesn't really yeah. water anything. So yeah. if you guys have planted evergreens or new trees and shrubs, mm-hmm. remember keep watering to the bottom of that hole, especially your evergreens. Um, How long do you think that is? So if there's a soaker hose on, um, I just planted um, some yews and boxwoods for a client and I 
you know, we strung a soaker hose to it and I told her to keep the hose on for an hour a day. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, you think? About an hour, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. And then just watching as it goes. I mean, if it's, if she's putting on an hour a day and, you know, it, it soaks it and the plant's not using it. Right. Obviously, right. Uh, but, and then that's the, the trick with the cooler weather too, right? With It's not drying out as fast as the heat. Yeah. Right. So we can get into some issues there too. I like to recommend, and our garden center recommends, once the ground or the, the trees and the perennials lose all their leaves and they die back to the ground, that's the point, especially for like your evergreens, your ewes and boxwoods, once a week to the bottom of the hole uh, that you dug right. until the ground freezes solid. Okay. Yeah. And I think it was like eight years ago, Christmas Day, it was 10 degrees. Merry yeah. Christmas, here's the hose, out you go. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they use it. They, they're they getting swept by the wind and they're still that's, green and photosynthesizing. But that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So keep watering. Keep watering. Don't and let the rain water for you. Yes, the rain, work. it doesn't work. Um, barely works for the lawn. It certainly does not work for your trees and evergreens. Uh, shout out to uh, a reminder also on your city trees, your boulevard trees, yeah. um, and your even trees in your own yard that they also can't re- rely on the rain, you know, so give them a good deep watering. Leave the hose on trickle while you're making dinner, mm-hmm. set the timer, you know, give it a nice deep watering. It doesn't, you certainly don't need to get the sprinkler out and kind of spray all over the place, right? So it's now, it's a bit more um, really um, precise, you yeah. say, kind of like precise. Um, I know my Dawn Redwood that uh, kind of struggled, it was planted later than this last year, and then did some deep root fertilizer, you know, kind of came back the spring, but not looking great, a little bit sparse. Uh, my arborist did a great, uh, great job of uh, deep root water uh, fertilizing. And uh, so I was looking at it and I was thinking, oh, I think you need some, you know, wa- like really d- defined water. Mm-hmm. So I was, I know my sons were like, because we can hear the hose, you know, when you're inside the house, you yes. can hear that the hose <laughs> is on outside the house. And they're all like walking around looking at me like the hose is on. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it's cooler and it's been raining, but the hose is on. So, so yes, everybody, that is uh, a big, uh, big thing to consider. Yes, exactly. And especially if it's something newly planted. Right. Yes. I especially mean, it, the newly planted stuff. Yes. Everything you bought this year for sure. For sure. Even if it was planted in like June. Yep. It still needs to have a good go into its first winter really uh, protected uh, things or Japanese maples that maybe you've had for a few years. They are often people are like, oh, I've had it for five years and then it just didn't make it through the winter. And lots of times they, you know, because it's happy and it looks so regal and it's amazing and it, and you're not paying any attention to it, but enjoying it. Um, and But you're also not watering it, right. <laughs> right? That deep, deep water that it needs to get through the winter. Mm-hmm. And they're young and they just don't have the roots to draw it from everywhere else. Exactly. That's right. Um, one of the things we're talking about, just kind of leaving everything um, for the garden. There, I guess there would be my, maybe one exception to that. If you know you had some really diseased trees Mm. um this year was a very wet spring we Mm -hmm. saw a lot of funguses uh and and perennials too like i'm thinking like even peonies like peonies peonies, anything like powdery mildew Mm -hmm. your echinaceas your lilacs like anything yeah yeah Uh, those are the ones that you would want to you know cut back and remove them you don't want that disease to continue to spread you don't want that to mulch in and then come out and be splashed around or moved around because you can touch it and move it to other things right right yes so you want to just make sure you're clean and remove those get rid of those and don't touch all the other good things uh, while you've got them on your blades and your hands and things like that. Okay. Yeah. And then everything else can just die into place. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. So, definitely peonies, 
Um, and I think once the frost hits, I know there's a lot of hosta lovers out there. And when the hard frost does finally hit and they all go yellow, um, then absolutely, um, you know, mm. go ahead and, and pick those up, you know, to, to discourage slugs and stuff. That's where we, you, we definitely don't want things overwintering. Um, but aside from that, because they tend to, they really are gross, right? They tend to go pretty mushy and you know, yellow really and, and that kind of thing. Or if it's if you had a bad uh, earwig or slug infestation this past year and they're all looking pretty lacy, <laughs> um, you know, go ahead and give them a cut back now in preparation. Um, but, uh, you know, aside from that, um, those are some of the, the things we're thinking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Um, and so we've got another question. Um, so Janice has written in and still water the lawn this time of year or just let it go dormant. Thanks. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's going to grow much, much quicker, um, because it's nice and cool. We're in that temperature range where she's going to continue to grow. But if you've definitely had some issues, it's not thick. You haven't kept it at three inches and you don't really have a, a good or had a good watering schedule or you need to kind of repair it, definitely keep, keep it moving. Okay. If you've got it thick, it's dense. You've had it at, you know, that three and a half or three inches. It's really healthy. It's fine. It's nice and fine. Right. You've got given it some good water during the rest of the season. She should have enough of a reserve. Mm. that she should be good because she's going to protect it from the wind. Okay. Uh, unlike the other exposed soils, of you know, the base of perennials and things. So the lawn is a little bit, a little bit more forgiving, but definitely keep, keep the seeds watered, you know, maybe give it instead of once every two days that you're doing it or however often you're watering, open it up a little bit more, go like to the evergreens like that once a week. Okay. Um, but yeah, don't, don't, I wouldn't let it go Should we do dormant. grass seed? Yeah, anywhere where it's like that 16 to 22 degrees Celsius, and okay. it's still around that 10 degrees at night. The grass, this is the time where the lawn seed, the grass seed is going to go crazy. And the fall is the best time to do it. Okay. Because we're going to get a really great growing season through the fall, that prime temperature. It's very easy to take the winter temperatures. It's more that we walk on it or over salt it uh, or compact all the snow and the ice, or we get an ice storm, right? Mm-hmm. Where the lawn is covered in an air, um, a a thing of ice, that's where that'll suffocate your lawn. Oh, It'll I just see. cut off or the that's, air. Or if there's lots of snow, that's kind of like the snow snow pile that stays in that spot, right? And then when you f- finally that last bit in the north side, you yes. know, whatever. That can kind of turn to ice and grind mm-hmm. it into pieces. But yeah, those are, that's kind of the, the damage there. But uh, And then we wake up into spring and again, the temperatures come back up and it's perfect for the grass. But you've got that extra growing grass season so you can see what's taken. You can cut out most of that extra dead stuff uh, or, or anything that didn't take, you can go back and repair uh, and, and continue to work on is what I was trying to say. But okay. Going from seed, it can take up to a year, year and a half before you really get that nice, dense, thick, because each seed is one plant, yeah. which one blade comes out of and it needs to spread out again. Mm. So Yeah, so Janice, so I, I don't think you need to let it go dormant. I think no, it definitely, no, no. the temperatures are great. It should be pretty happy with the cooler temperatures and the... Uh, uh, the you know the a little bit of rain we're getting, but uh, if you definitely want to encourage healthy growth, then once a week as well. We don't want to do it too often to encourage shallow roots. Yes, you yeah, got them nice deep roots, nice and deep. Yeah, right now it's prime. Excellent, for sure. All right. So, what else should we talk about? Um, one of the things we can do now is transplanting our deciduous trees and shrubs. And we're talking in the later half of October, of October when they've fallen. They've kind of gone to sleep. They're slowing down. Their roots are still a little bit active. Okay. Uh, and then we can kind of dig them up and move them. And that is to be the time for the least 
amount of stress for them. So better now than in the spring. Right. Okay. Right. They're kind of waking up. They're getting active again. We don't want to kind of disturb them or turn them off. Or, okay. Or even depending on what it is, bleed them out. Um, you can cut things that are like the heavy sap movers, for example, mm. your maples, your fruit trees okay. uh, are probably the two more prominent ones that we know. And the city does it because uh, I, I live in Oshawa, so it's down by the lake. Uh, you know, they go in and they cut the trees back from all the paths and we get a warm day in March and suddenly there are all these, I, we haven't seen uh, snow or ice for like a week and suddenly all the cut trees have icicles on them oh from the sap right it's early march they're starting to move their sap it's slow and it's pure sugar just bleeding out mm, of them gosh. yes so. so now's the time to do it so uh, are we digging up taking as much soil as possible or are we okay if it's more bare rooted or mm. what what are we doing um take as big of a root ball as you can because we don't okay. want to disturb those those really fine feeder roots that that are trying to establish so if you've planted it's like if you planted it this year or last year or the year before you're probably pretty good it's probably pretty easy okay the bigger it is the harder it's going to be and right. that's where you're going to start to run shock or or kill it or, or something like that okay but yeah all right and evergreens Yes, you can if you if you really want to do it. But again, we're watering them once a week to the bottom of that hole because they're still doing their thing full full tilt. Okay. Um, but then that's where again where where a design or a plan comes into play, right. right? We don't want to be moving all these things, especially things like evergreens. That are <laughs> Although this designer needs it. to move her weeping white spruce, but you could probably do it. Can I? You okay. Could probably do it. How all old right. is your weeping white spruce? Five. Yeah, see, that's where you get your roots are, are probably out further and you can run into some yeah. issues. But then I hear, was it um, Dave from Bartlett Tree Care? Mm -hmm. Yes, where he was saying, because we were talking to him, I Mark. think. Mark, sorry. I don't know why I could call I call I don't Dave know. all the time. Anyways, Mark from Bartlett Tree Care. And uh, take a look at that podcast. You can search for that, talking about moving trees and planting mm -hmm. trees and all the tips and tricks and mistakes. But I keep hearing him that, you know what, you can you can move them and they can be bare root and they, they're yes. still fairly tough. So yeah. Yeah, you, I'm pretty sure you'd be successful. Oh, a little nerve-wracking, but... Oh, uh, for sure. For sure. Yes. yes. Yeah, I get nervous. The bigger and the longer it's been planted, yeah. the more worried I get, too, because mm -hmm. then you're cutting into roots, and then yeah. you can't move it, and then you're you're reefing on it, or you're tying chains to it or something, yeah. and then you're oh, no. digging into bark, and there's a whole big mess. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm going to have a landscaper do it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. still don't want to lose it, right? No. So, um, so, we've got another question, John. Thank you for your message, John. Yeah, John, that ties right in. So John's writing in and asking, can I trim my trees now? Uh, so again, just, just kind of be careful about what it is. We don't want to trim any of the big heavy sap movers. Right. They're or better. anything that's going to bloom in the spring. Right, exactly. Right. So John, don't trim your lilacs. Your forsythia, your magnolias, your rhododendrons, anything that you enjoy in the spring. We're going to let it ride out and then we're going to prune it after. When it, it's all flowered and it's all done, we can right. do our good scaffolding and our shaping and everything like that and let it grow out okay. at that point. Now, what about maple trees like or trees? Like yeah, John's just saying trees. J feel free to write back, John, and give us yeah. a specific if there's a specific one that you're curious about. Right. Yeah. Your evergreens, things like that. You're like. You See, yeah. Cedars and boxwood. Like, yeah, we don't want to be trimming those. Right. 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 Okay. And then they like kind of like the maples too. your bigger evergreens. They can again, they'll they're heavy sap movers they'll bleed out too oh, so they okay. they're better in the summer is the sap really running now 
they tend to draw it back down. Oh, right? okay. They evacuate and it goes down into the roots and okay. they store it over winter, the sugars and stuff. Right. So there's so much left in the cambium layer and the leaves and things. Okay. But the majority of it starts to move, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's why like we see like the maples again or the fruit trees, they tend to bleed a little bit. So it's better when it's up in the tree in like the summer to go in and remove a leaf because it won't actually bleed that much. Okay. Okay, so yeah. yeah, so hope that helps, John, and feel free, you know, if you've got a specific tree, we're happy to help. Yeah, we'd love to know which, which ones you need to prune back. That's right, that's right. So um, so uh, the other thing I want to mention, I don't know if you have it in your notes, uh, moving, because we talked about moving, so transplanting some things. So the other, one of the things we get asked a lot is uh, peonies, transplanting peonies, transplanting rose bushes. That is still now a, a good, like, I would say October, beginning of October is a good time to do that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Now is the time definitely to move and divide your peonies and okay. shift them around and do your thing with them. Uh, and your roses as well. They're, okay. they're pretty tough and we're going to mound them and they're going to give the roses extra protection. So, and they they tend to be easier to move than not. Yes, yeah. yes, especially the short, the shrub roses, I think, and mm. the carpet roses, especially like the smaller. Especially yeah. those guys, they're yeah. so tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that is good. So okay. doing those and cutting those back if you need to. Um, I'm not a big fan of cutting things back. Yes, for the winter. Yeah, because uh, you have. I mean, you can see, for example, like a dogwood, just for example, because it's nice and bright, and we all know what that a big red right. thing is. But those those. Those branches, they get wind burnt. They're the ones getting swept. They're the tips where the water is the least. So they die back so far. So if you cut it in like half, now those tips are going to die back so far. And then you're going to have this little shrubby thing that mm. looks damaged again. Mm. And then again, back to what we were saying before. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of the things, just touching about dogwoods, if you're one, and we were talking about cutting hydrangeas, if you do like cutting your stems to bring inside, your willows, your dogwoods, uh, fan willows, curly willows, hazels, mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, do it after we get a frost. Let the frost hit and harden off that stem. Okay. And and then do your pruning for your like your Christmas urns or your indoors or and things like that. Um, if you don't, they can rot on the top of the tips. Okay. They can start to do you have to do it right, back. or can you wait even till the snow starts and oh, then yeah. and then when it's time to do your Christmas right? Because exactly. I mean, you're not. We might get frost, but you're still probably a few weeks out from doing your Christmas container, yeah. for instance. So exactly. so wait and and so that's a good reason to grow some of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you can then pull instead of having to buy dogwoods every dogwood every year, um, you can just you know trim it back in you know beginning of mid November or so, right? And uh, then use them in, in your inside decorating for your house or your Christmas containers. That's it. Save mm -hmm. yourself some money and yeah. they reward you with brand new growth next year that's, that's just right. brightly you colored. Won't, yeah, you won't even know. You won't even know. You right. won't even know. Yeah, yeah, just like cutting my hydrangeas, like you never know. Like no. nobody can tell. My whole yeah. neighborhood could take some. <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't be able to see it. So, yeah, so. Joanne's address is... No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. We're talking about, yeah, so kind of the, the plants. We talked about our, our transplanting and... Um, now, what about if there's some? I know you love oh. your October stars. I, I was just going to say, Were yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, so I mean, like, so there's some other cool plants that That's are That's why I'm here, Matt, just to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and you know what, uh, you know, just to interrupt myself, if, if you are just joining us, we are mm -hmm. talking about October in the garden. Mm -hmm. It's our last, uh, what are we going to do this month coming as we get prepared for the winter? Uh, so send all your questions to in studio 101 
at gmail.com and we can uh, discuss what you do and don't need to do. That's right. Uh, and I think we're touching more on the don'ts that we Yeah, this we time of month, this time of the year. Well, I think even in the spring we say don't walk on it, don't do this, yes. don't do that. So I think we're it's a lot of don'ts for sure. And I think that goes with our whole mandate of low maintenance in the garden right. and less is more. Right. The gardens in the forest are not you know, no one's cleaning it up. No one's pruning it back. Like, you know, and I know our residential homes aren't the same as the forest, but that same idea that the life cycle of the plants, you know, can survive without us. Yes, there's a whole, yeah, exactly. That's right. That's exactly. right. Um, so I was mentioning about the uh, Facebook groups and stuff and the different gardeners, the beginner gardeners. Um, so that's a common thing too, is it's really, really easy to have a beautiful, colorful June garden. Yes. You can do that with, you know, no help, like no expertise whatsoever. But having a garden that looks good in October, September, August. So I've seen some questions out there like, show me what's blooming in your garden. Mine, there's nothing blooming in mine and I want to know what to plant, that type of thing. So I think that's a great resource. You mentioned some, you've got some great um um, October stars, which tend to overlap with the September stars. Yeah. But that's nice because of the cooler temperatures. I think things bloom a little longer, right? That's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. they definitely go long, uh, much longer. Um, I mean, right now we're seeing definitely we're seeing sedums. Right. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah, there's sedums everywhere. The stone crop. What's that razzle dazzle? Is it razzle dazzle? Razz What's the little one that's mounding? Mounding purple leaves mm -hmm. with that kind of more magenta flower. Yeah. Um, I think it's... Um, I or dazzleberry or something. I, I, just, I think it's dazzleberry. Yes. I want to say brazzleberry, but that's the container fruit. Yeah, fruit. So dazzleberry. Yes. I have yeah. to say, oh, everybody go run out right? and get some. I oh, love using my goodness. And I have it on my... Like, it's definitely salt tolerant, too. Oh, um, good to know. Yeah, yep, yeah. And drought tolerant. No attention. It's uh, like on my curb, like by the road. Yeah. I got three. I should get more. Um, definitely, uh, I, I I mean it's the best sedum ever. It really is. Yeah, it's a fantastic sedum. The color. Yeah, all it doesn't season. get as big as the Autumn Joy. You know, and, no. and the Autumn Joy has its place if you yep. like that for sure. There's and that's a, there's lots of ground cover sedums. You know, sedums a big family for sure. Angelina with the yellow is always to die for. That looks great oh, in my yeah. garden too, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, so and I mentioned the anemones. Yes, you right? mentioned the anemones. Yeah, yep. so which is, that's the other thing that, uh, you know, not only do we want the, to see flowers in our late season gardens, but it's good for the bees and good for the insects and all the pollinators, not just the honeybees, the native bees, all those things. Uh, so this is, our, they need that as long as they can get it. Yes. And uh, yeah, so seeing them like roll, because the, the anemones have quite an open, flower with the quite a bit of pollen like in this what's in the center there all the pistons all the pistons and stuff in. so it is hilarious watching them like roll around in that and they so do. it's great so they are definitely looking so that's another really important um, people are always talking even online about what to grow what pollinators to grow and there's so many options in the summer but the i think people forget about the fall yes yes exactly um we have a question <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, that's funny, Katie. Okay, we've got Katie's written in. I think she's a longtime listener. Uh, wow, thank you for the great advice tonight. Love the apple show and the cannabis shows. I'm now making apple cannabis edibles, literally. Thank you, Katie. Well, you're going to have to share some. <laughs> yeah. So that is great. Thank you very much for writing in and thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. That's hilarious. That's a great idea. That's awesome. Well, yes, I hope Susan you enjoy. Too. Yeah, Susan, our host yeah. of the, our guest 
for the apple show. So Are you using great. exotic apples, oh, Katie? That's right. <laughs> that's right. That you grew yourself, Katie. <laughs> um, so some of the other ones, like low light ones, we mentioned so sedums and anemones, which are kind of more sun. Mm-hmm. Um, the bug bug banes are one of your favorites with the more of a shade tolerant. Yes. Yeah, I just, I love the bug banes. Um, just big, tall, like big, broad. They're like two feet to three feet tall, two to four feet wide, but big, uh, wide Japanese maple-like leaves. Uh, and then they reward you with massive tall spikes that can go like, uh, I've some varieties even August, September, October. Mm. Um, beautiful. And they can smell citrusy or like citron or uh, jasmine, that sort of smell. They have a beautiful smell. Uh, and they add some nice color and some body to the, the shady spots too. Okay. For sure. Excellent. Excellent. And and I have to get some of these. I say that all the time. Um, toad lilies. Yeah. Yeah. What, it's, how do you pronounce it? Tris? I call it, uh, yeah, trichiritus. Okay. Because so it sounds like a dinosaur. I say yes. it, but, you know, when you say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Latin, there was no S sound on the C. The C always sounded like a K. So <laughs> Joy is right. rolling her eyes. <laughs> so I love toad lilies. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they're very orchid-like stems. They are, they're yes. Alternately held, and the the stems zigzag. Um, Where do we put them? You're gonna put them in the shade. Okay, and it's more of a moist shade garden, mm, so they don't like the toad, super dry. Right? Is that where they kind of get the toad thing? Probably, yeah. I have no um, wet in my garden. Okay. That's it. So nice, a nice kind of evenly moist to to moist. Okay. Uh, shady spot with nice organic matter, and then they reward you with these big arching stems filled with these little star orchid-like flowers. Okay. Uh, that are purples and blues and whites and pinks and all sorts of variations of them. But I like things like Thunderstruck or Gilt Edge where it's not blooming till the fall but it still gives you some variegation on the leaf so you can play with some textures and some colors oh, with okay. it. Okay, the so they still time. be noticeable in the garden in the summer. Right, right, right. Mm, so that's nice. give it a pop. And it's nice as other than like a hosta or right. you know, the stereotypical default ones that, yes. that give you that extra leaf color. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and for people, because usually when people say, you know, what can I plant in a shady, wet spot, you know, your mind goes blank sometimes um so that's a good go-to one um that and uh, ligularia so yeah that's kind of my like tool belt uh, although i do forget about this one so i always remember the ligularia and it's funny remember i mentioned last week that we were at the montreal botanical gardens yeah. last year or last week and and not this past weekend the weekend before um and the chinese gardens were amazing in that mm. that exhibit but there was this whole hillside it was a really shaded hillside that was they had planted all and it was fairly newly planted like i'm thinking they may either they planted in the spring or they planted last fall so it really hasn't filled in right but you right. saw the potential all this hillside with ligularia in the oh. shade but you could tell that the center got sun so then all those plants so that's all ligularia like see i don't know how, how much space but it's massive right it's a massive space but there must have been like a 10 by 10 area that was must have gotten much more sun and so those ligularia were all like done <laughs> like they were like shriveled up and done and it was kind of like and even my husband i'm like i you know who's not a gardener and i kind of pointed him like okay who's not happy in the sunshine or you know who's getting too much sun yeah. kind of thing and it was just so funny to see because it was all one plant right so it was so visible it was so pronounced so pronounced pronounced because that is one thing about botanical gardens is you tend to get much more massing of of uh of plants and put on a great show i'm not a fan of hostas uh, that much or especially with leaving their blooms on 
but they had some areas where it was all the same hosta and all the blue all in bloom and holy cow did it make a sight so i was like wow i really kind of take that back you know but i mean yeah, all in our gardens we can't fill it like that with, yeah. with you know it was a big space so yeah so shout out to my hosta lovers out there um so yeah so definitely that's a good to know we've got a plant for fall in the shade and wet that's it yay exactly. excellent um, the butterfly loving ones, Chiropterus and butterfly bush and hydrangea. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, hydrangea is kind of separate, but mm-hmm. and some asters as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, another one I like uh, wax bells, uh, Kirin Geshoma palmate, uh, yellow wax bells. They're wow. pretty neat, a very broad, almost like um, water lily looking leaf on black stems. Really? With some nice edges. And then uh, in September, October, they come out with these nice little yellow wax bells. Okay. Uh, and they don't like a dry shade, but oh, they're another like moist an organic one? shade. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, or like a high organic matter with some where moisture doesn't just kind of vanish. Okay. But okay. yeah, and they make a beautiful. Are they more like a woodland? Yeah, it's very like a woodlandy appeal. Okay. Yeah, and almost like a shrub substitute. She'd take up about a good four by four, five really? by five area, and she's she's really neat. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. I'm like picturing like little like little uh, coral bell kind of ones, like that yeah, size. But what? But they'll get like a shrub. But they get they can get really big. Yeah, really? and like I've seen some of the leaves. It's probably if you hold out your hand as wide as you can, the oldest or the biggest leaves, especially on the the middle to the bottom, are, are really? really big and showy. Interesting. So yeah, but you'd pretty. find them in the per- so it's really is a perennial. It is a perennial. So it dies down and then it grows back. And she just just breathes in the spring and she's like at full height again and it's unreal. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So that's an unusual one. I love the jet black stems on them yeah. too, which is a really okay. nice contrast. With Very them. interesting. Mm-hmm. Medium green. Leaf. Very interesting. So, so, what else? In addition, oh my gosh, time is always flying. Um, so, some takeaways. So, one of the things uh, many people are thinking of and chatting about too online or is planting bulbs. Mm-hmm. So, that's going to be another one where we say, don't do it yet. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it yet. Right? Yet. Yet. Uh, and tune in next week as well because that's what we're going to talk about. That's so right. We're going to elaborate all about bulbs, what to plant, all the cool different ones. Uh, and why they're so great. Um, but yes, hold out on your bulbs. Hold yes, it's still a little early. It's still a little warm. Better chance of, especially with tulips, the animals and critters uh, are foraging like crazy. Yeah. And they are just going to take them. Or you're going to have to, you know, do all those precautions and stuff like that. So it's just better to wait a little bit longer. It's lower maintenance while mm-hmm. you wait. There you go. <laughs> yes. We we don't like being out in the, the late October or even early November because it's cooler and it's wetter the ground. Right. Uh, but it is much better. You'll get a greater show, definitely. And it'll be a lot more ma- less maintenance for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we covered the annuals and perennials. Yeah, we talked about cutting back the diseased annuals or anything that's spent, any diseased leaves on your perennials and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, your houseplants should be in already. Yeah, watch the, the it's been pretty cool at night. Tropical yeah. winter is 16. If we get a little bit more play in the fall by a couple degrees, you know, 12 to 14, because we get a few cooler nights, which they kind yeah. of adapt to. I've eased mine into the garage and I've cut, cut it back and I've watered it well, but I need to top up some soil. So I haven't really brought it into the house, but it's been in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, that should be okay. Should be okay. That should be fine. Um, And take a look at any of them that you're going to bring inside. Make sure you don't have any pests or unwanted little creatures. They're usually things like pill bugs or Mm -hmm. um, little centipedes and a bunch of little scavengers that like the moist edges of the pots where they can squeeze in. Uh, So no harm really. But yeah. um, Also start pulling back on your watering. 
It's going to be cooler. There's going to be shorter days. A lot of people start developing fungus gnats because they stay, the soil stays wet. Oh, of the house plants. Of your house oh, okay, plants. Okay, okay. I just gave them a really good watering yesterday. Well, yeah, right. And that's okay if they need it. But just, you know, make sure that they're 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 drying out. You're not keeping it wet. Oh, right? okay. The top will always dry off, but the bottom will stay moist because the days are growing shorter and okay. cooler. Uh, we tend to get fungus gnats settle in and then we move them inside. And, and in like three weeks, they're like, what are these fruit flies in my house around my pl- yeah. Yes, there we go. Yeah. All right. Um, our veggie garden, there's still people probably still harvesting a few things. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm doing potatoes and I'm going to be sowing my um, my garlic. So check out that show. Okay. Uh, but definitely it's time to pick those fresh herbs and we can freeze them for the winter uh, harvest. We were at the wedding and um, we were at this place, the place we were at, the venue. There was a farmer who moved on to, like it was like a golf course they had their place at. Okay. But part of the natural path was part of this farmer's uh, house and he was out picking the last of his apples. And uh. like he was getting like I think I counted like 15 to 20 bushels and he was oh, just wow. up on the ladder. So time to go grab the last of that nice mm. fresh fruit mm-hmm. uh, before it starts to freeze or rot and fall off and okay. pick any of that disease stuff up. Um, did you want to, because you mentioned um, cover crops and we've talked about that briefly before mm. and that's purpose is to add some nitrogen back to the soil. Right. What is the best way to do that? And, and is it still time? Yeah. So it's time to sow those cover crops, your clovers, your alfalfas, your other weird things. Okay. Um, um, we're going to let them grow. You buy the seeds at the store or garden center? Yeah, yeah. We, we have a, a number of, of ones you can go. And you can even go a lot of uh, seed companies if you go onto their websites and look for cover crops. It's becoming a bigger thing. So you can get a nice list of ones Okay, uh, that might work for you. And, and we're yes. not doing anything to them. Like we're just growing them for the sake of them, just then dying back and adding nutrients to the soil. That's exactly what we're going to do. There we're we go. Gonna, I answered my own question. Yeah, we're going to fix that nitrogen, till in that organic matter. And, and so we do want to, t- well, we'll till in the spring. Yeah, we'll let it grow up so far, and then we're going to till it back in. Okay. And depending on what you planted, maybe less or more or less time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It may but be they'll all grow season, this fall. Maybe like half they're of not going to grow all winter. No, 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 they're just kind of kind of overwinter and freeze and and do their thing. Depending okay. on yeah, if you've done it like two months ago, right, or, or started again a shorter one, you might have it already. And okay. You leave it up and just till in what's ever left over. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like you said, fixing nitrogen and just returning nutrients, which is usually nitrogen. Uh, back into the soil. Okay. Yep. Giving that field. A Are there any other ways winter. to add some more nitrogen to the soil that we should do now versus the spring? Um, just like compost, you can add your compost. Um, the the shredded leaves again. If you have clean leaf litter, um, letting that break down. There's nothing more nutrient dense than a fallen leaf from a okay. tree. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shredding all those leaves and mulching them out. You can use them for plant protection, and then just either just tilling the rest of whatever didn't decompose, or just turning it in in the spring as well. Okay, we'll add some nutrients back into your soil. Perfect. Yeah, and it's free. Yeah, that's right. Think of it's all those free. bags on your. And it's I just know. Pure fertilizer. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of that, so you talk about lawns. So keeping lawns clean of too many leaves. Right. Shred and spread. So running them over with your lawnmower or um, I think a lot of people will blow them into a pile and then, you know, kind of mulch them up and then you can shoot them back into the garden. Right. Yeah. And we want it nice and fine. We don't want like a half of a leaf being put back down. Or whole leaves. Or whole leaves. We want them nice and as fine as you can get it and just kind of very, very thin, leaving them in there again. Yep. And letting them break down. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, we did a whole show, um, so Google that yeah, or we did. search for that. Thinking. Yes, on uh, lawn care for the fall. Yeah, um, we should do. have that date, but we don't. But uh, I <laughs> hesitated for. If you can Thank search you. back uh, <laughs> uh, for all those tips and tricks for the fall lawn care in uh, past shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, Pedro writes in. Pedro says, hi, I know that you probably don't want to talk about this stuff, but when, oh, when <laughs> we don't, your, Pedro, we don't. When is your Christmas show? I always look forward to the Christmas season tips for trees, wreaths, etc. cetera. Um, well, A, we haven't thought of a date. Right. B, if you have You're a- You're ahead of us, Pedro. Pedro. You, you are. Yes. And if, if you have a thought, like maybe something that you want us to hear us talk about that you mm-hmm. haven't before, yes. uh, we'd love to know what any listener is, is thinking about, mm-hmm. whether it's Christmas or anything at any time of year. Right. We're always open to ideas. But we do, Pedro number three, have um, we do have a couple shows uh, on their podcast. So you can Google down the Garden Path podcast. Right. Uh, we did last year, we did the tree one. Mm-hmm. Uh, live versus artificial or yeah. everlasting uh what's good there and and we can definitely we touch on wreaths and will proof and all that kind of yeah. stuff but yeah for sure but we're always looking to have ways to change it up and really make sure that we're talking about things that everybody's really interested in or really helpful to right. you so we love the feedback so that's where you know that comes in right and we're you know we're delving into as we got like three minutes left we are delving into uh facebook live so uh, last year we were pretty adventurous by doing a big urn container, but we could do decorating wreaths and, and show you some some different things uh, as well. That's right. And we also are considering, um, you know, we have oh, so yeah. many listeners and questions during the show and... Uh, we were we're setting in the process of setting up a uh, Facebook group for Down the Garden Path, so please search for it on Facebook. Let us know if you want to join. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll put the, the more information about each show up there. Uh, yeah, so and you can we, spread and just, some of these tips and tricks. Absolutely, and take pictures of things. That's and right. Christmas and that's right. All sorts of fun mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. You could post some design dilemmas for us that we can you know talk about. We can help you with, or then you know talk about on the show. You know, we just thought that'd be a, another way for you to reach us. That's right. That's right. So speaking of reaches, I think we've reached the end of our show. We have, and we hope we've told you lots of all the things you shouldn't be doing <laughs> in the month of October and a few of the things that you should be. That's right. So reach out to us. You can always reach us here at Reality Radio 101 uh, at instudio101 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find myself, uh, write me directly, Matthew at naturalaffinitydesigns.ca or just naturalaffinitydesigns.ca, triple W. Joanne, you can be found at downtoearth.ca with the number two. And uh, all my social media connections are there. So uh, they all have, you know, different taglines. So it's easier to find them right on my website. Yep. So uh, and our past shows are there as well as your favorite podcast app. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So tune in, like, share, comment, uh, leave us a note. We always love hearing from our listeners and what you guys are up to. And uh, I think... Um, Gary is there, but not yeah. there. Uh, we'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We want to thank everybody uh, for joining us down the garden path. And uh, we've got, like we said, next week we're going to talk about bulbs. And uh, we still would love any feedback on um, what else you'd like to hear us talk about as this garden season winds down. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Gail, Janice, John, Katie, and Pedro. 
uh, for writing us in this evening. Thank you, Gary, as always, for providing us the most delicious coffee and producing mm-hmm. the show. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Gary. And thank you, everyone, for joining us down the garden path here on Reality Radio 101. Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path with your hosts, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing, right here on Reality Radio 101.